and and I know that she had a really an amazing life transformation. Um, so and it, the uh, milestone it was when she came to Taiwan. So before and after. So what uh, perception did you have from life before you uh, came to Taiwan? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we like because we know a little bit the story, <laughs> and Ines is very, very different. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a bit different, <laughs> just a little bit. So. Uh, when I arrived in Taiwan, I was nineteen, just out of university, and I was an exchange student as well. So I was keep like I was still in university when I arrived in Taiwan. Oh my god. Did I have anything? Like I don't know if I had any idea actually about life. Like I was just completely lost to be honest. I was partying a lot, drinking a lot, uh, in a relationship that was passionate but as well very harmful. Uh, and um, yeah, so well, yeah, how did I see life? Like, I think I was trying to find happiness in external thing. Uh, by drinking, I could be another person, and I could just do things that I would never do if I was sober. I could dance, I could talk to people, I could feel relaxed, which like normally I would just be anxious in my head and shy and like super like ashamed in so many ways. Um, I was very superficial, uh, super like yeah, self-conscious and scared of what people thought of me. And uh, so I think I was just like wanting to be in a relationship to be loved by someone. It was all in like really unconsciously. I didn't know what I was doing, uh, but I was just trying to find love, safety, reassurance, happiness in relationship or with my friend or like phone, social media, alcohol, party. Uh, I think I wanted to be the cool girl, I guess. Like mm -hmm. I always envy people who are like extroverted and like super social and cool and at ease with everything and I was like a bit like a weirdo and like so yeah I think I had really superficial goals <laughs> and views in my life but that you were young. I was young, young so and I, I look back and I really understand myself like we were in a society where like sometimes it's hard to actually find deep meaning like yeah. and yeah so um, yeah no really no direction in my life actually yeah but my, at least I had the principle and values from my parents that at least uh, helped me to not go too, too far in my craziness. <laughs> so then... Thank you, Mom and Dad. <laughs> Thank you. Then what happened afterwards? What happened? Then you arrived to Taipei. <laughs> I arrived and in Taipei. what did you encounter? <laughs> <laughs> what did I encounter? Suffering, <laughs> hell inside me. So, um, I think, uh, yeah. So it started like going to Taipei, and it was my first time away from my parents. I was very dependent on my parents. I was nineteen, but I was really relying on them for most of my life. And uh, so I first arrived, and it was it was cool the first weeks. Um, you just go out. I have. I was living with some French people, and uh, so you just literally just go out and drink. So it's nice uh, at that time. And then my grandmother passed away, 
Uh, the second week, I guess, that I arrived in Taiwan. Uh, my grandma is like has been my inspiration as well. Like she's such a, an amazing, inspiring woman. So strong, so loving, so caring. Uh, and the more I think about her right now, the more I'm like, I feel like, oh my god, I was so young, I couldn't appreciate her like the way she was. I was just like this picky kid, like. I was always like complaining about my grandma because my grandma always wanted the best for her so she was protective you know she was like so caring and it was knowing me when I was a kid and now I look back I'm like oh my god why like she was so she's so amazing I'm so grateful for her like I'm glad that at least the more like the the older I I was the more I was appreciating and like I could express it to her before she she left actually like when the last time I saw her like I even wrote a letter to her I was showing way more affection because she was sick so I realized like I need to be more loving with her I need to be more caring I need to be helping her more so at least it helped me to enjoy my time with her like to really appreciate her more and more before she passed away and so when she passed away it was really hard for me because I remember when I left her she was like Maria, I think that the last time I'm going to see you, um, and uh, oh, and um, and I was like, no, 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 it's not going to be like that because I was going to Taiwan and it, she was so exciting for me to go to Taiwan. She was uh, even doing researches. She was like, oh, I think this is Taiwan, right? And she was showing me, you know, and I was so excited to like to call her when I would be in Taiwan to tell her about my life. And no, she she passed away, so it was really really hard for me and. Um, and at the same time, I was going through a breakup with my boyfriend. <laughs> and, at the, <laughs> and at the same time, I was having trouble with my roommates. Uh, it went all wrong. Like, I felt lonely. I felt super, like, I felt like, yes, so hurt. I felt, like, lost. And, um, and I didn't have the tools and the resources to deal with that. I had some support, and uh, I'm really grateful for that. But it was really, really hard. So then I had to move. I went to say uh, to go to a, uh, another house, and uh, I was staying with a Taiwanese family. And so I think, like, because I was so vulnerable, this is actually what I needed. It was not planned. I was just like looking for like I need to move out from this place. So I'm just going to look for Airbnb and ask any Airbnb if they can go longer term, longer nice. term. And so this person told me, yes, we can do longer term. And so you can stay on place, there would just be my mom and my sister. So it ended up like being a Taiwanese family. And, um, and it was, uh, oh my God, having a mom with me. We, yeah. could, we couldn't communicate. Like she was speaking only Chinese and Taiwanese and I was only speaking English. a bit of English because when I arrived, my English was not good. Yes, 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 I couldn't really express myself. So we were Google translating all the time and it was so funny, but she was so caring. I felt sick, like I got gastritis, uh, gastritis, ulcer, uh, many like sinusitis, like thing with my teeth, like everything went wrong. <laughs> and so I was not eating, I was crying every night, I was sick and I was alone, no friends, no one, no family. But these people have been so caring and loving and patient with me and I'm so grateful for them, like so, so grateful. And um, so yeah, they helped me to actually like 
to feel more like to to go back on my um on my feet i would say and my mom came to taiwan as well so it gave me some fresh air and we traveled together and then i decided to travel by myself first time traveling by myself i would never do that uh, but then i was like okay let's just go and i traveled for five weeks by myself in asia and uh, five weeks by yourself helps you to <laughs> reflect on yourself I recommend you to stay with yourself for a while if you haven't done it, even though it's scary. It was super scary, but I was just like, I need to change something in my life because if everything is, I feel so bad right now, it, I'm, I'm, I think that there's something to learn from it. So I didn't like stay in the victim mode. I was like, okay, what, what, like, what can I do better? And then I realized so many of my patterns and toxic behavior. I was such a toxic person, to be honest, like, <gasps> I was unbearable. I'm so sorry to all my friends, family, <laughs> partner, everyone, I'm publicly sorry. Like, many, even, yeah. even until right now, I, think, I look back and when I think about it, I feel shame, I feel guilt, even though I can deal with better, I'm like, I'm so sorry, and so help me realize many things and then I, I i remember contacting my ex-boyfriend and be like i fucked up i messed up like but he was like no like it's over you know like and i was and so it was really hard but at least it helped me to grow and so it has been my motivation this like really dark like six months or so were my motivation to be a better person i was like i don't want to hurt anyone as 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 it used to be because my partner at that time was the most important person in my life, so it was the the guy that I felt like I will, I will like stay with for life. Like it would be my life partner. I will get married, have kids, whatever, everything. And um, and then it was not because I felt like, I mean, I know I'm not the only one, but I have a big part of responsibility in this. And so this pain, this loss, that has been like, putting me really like I felt depressed really it was super dark i was like i cannot do this anymore i don't want to hurt anyone i don't lose i don't want to lose people that i love and care about anymore because of my own suffering so it made me realize how much i was suffering inside and so yeah that is then life really helped me because when i came back from that trip i had no friends like no friends because of the people i was staying with before were not friends anymore in contact and when I came back from the trip at school, some girls were like, oh, we saw that you traveled, like, what did you do? Can we have lunch together to talk about it? Uh, and this is how I met my best friend, Sophia. Sophia, if you listen to me <laughs> or watch, like, look at me right now. I love you. And so she was like, her and some other Latina, they're all Latina. Uh, and so I was so grateful for this group of girls. Uh, that helped me to really like grow. They were so supportive, so accepting, so patient, so encouraging, so loving, you know, like Latina as you are, so warm, like so <laughs> nice. And so, and I could be, it was a fresh, a fresh start. I could be, I could be whoever I wanted to be. Mm. No like expectation of people that I knew. Yeah. I could just like start from zero, from scratch. And so then I just started to act according to what I wanted to be, who I wanted to be. It was not like all of a sudden, but I was just more and more aware of my behavior, more and more aware of 
which direction I wanted like to go and which person I wanted mm-hmm. to become so I could change over time and I had just amazing people around me to support me in that process and yeah and which habits did you adopt in that time uh, to transform yourself what I think what at that time it was mostly uh, spending time with people who actually appreciate me mm-hmm. and uh, like Community. choosing the yeah choosing the good people around me like I didn't have time to like for any like gossiping and like manipulation and like like I don't know like this toxic yeah behavior, toxic behavior yeah. I would say uh, so I was looking for honesty vulnerability uh, support um, and so I really chose the people around me who I would like tell like who I would talk to if I need uh, so to be well surrounded is super important and journaling meditating and exercising and cooking and of course I will always at that time I was still like going out with friends like you know like it's fine like you can go and explore and travel and have like fun but it's good to have uh, something to like help you to go inwards and uh, reflect and have the habit to spend time with yourself so you're don't have to run away from yourself. You can be at peace with yourself. <laughs> so I know that um, lear- uh, learning about meditation, spirituality, psychology has transformed you a lot. Yeah. And can you share uh, with us uh, why? And yeah, tell us more about, about it. Sure. Uh, so I've always been um, a super impatient person people around me know that and I'm sorry I still struggle with that and I do my best mm-hmm. uh, so very like impatient impulsive I used to be very aggressive um, reactive uh, also hyper stimulated I couldn't say like even doing this it's not something I could have done before uh, so meditation helped me to pose sit be with yourself <laughs> and not react to every thought that you have and not follow every thought that you have and have a distance with your ego, with your emotion and understand yourself better. So I could understand myself better, I could see with my emotion better, I could leave my emotion better, I could react better. I had the choice, it's not I think something, I will say it or I, I feel something, I will do something about it. Now I'm more like, even sometimes I still do it, I'm just human. But it's like most of the time I have the choice. I can see the, I can see the thoughts, mm. I can feel the feeling, but I have the choice. What do I want to do with that thought or with that feeling? Sometimes you need to do something about it, sometimes you don't have to. Because when you meditate, you realize everything is a permanent, everything is like clouds. You're on this mountain, you just look at the cloud passing by. And so it also helped me to really choose like which thought to feed or to keep or to develop and which one I don't even like take the time to look at them or to, like to spend time to have talk to talk to them because they are useless like they are just automatic and parasites in my mind so you have the choice like what to focus on because what you focus on will like be like a big influence in your life so in that sense it helped me calming down being more relaxed being more at peace and acting better, knowing myself better, and uh, helping people. 
That's really cool. And Marie just said uh, keywords, and I remember we sat sometimes, some nights, uh, talking about it, and it is impermanence. Yeah. And it's a topic that we love, we <laughs> personally love a lot. And I think we both feel, and correct me if I am wrong, that it's a topic that should be out there, that should people should uh, speak about it. Yeah. So, and I have a good <laughs> teacher, um, <laughs> because even the concept, I, I, I think, because uh, viewers are from all over the world, um, so impermanence itself, I think in English, is already really technical. Um, so I would like, uh, to ask you, that you explain a little bit more about this this uh, topic or this um, the meaning of impermanence mm -hmm. and the importance it has and how it can improve. Really, it can totally almost hundred fifty percent improve your life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so tell, tell us more about it. Okay, to make it simple, impermanence is the fact and the universal law that nothing lasts forever, that everything will eventually ends. Uh, and you can see that like impermanence is in everything, time, right now, like the word that I just said before is, is over. The moment, like the beginning of the interview is over, it passed, it doesn't exist anymore. You just recorded, but it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, relationship, how many people, like how many relationships are like, are over like even your family your friend even yourself you will die people will die or have disease or go somewhere and the relationship fades away your job you change jobs your thought they're always constantly running in your mind and you don't remember what did you think when you woke up and sometimes what do you remember what concerned you like two years ago and you were freaking out about it probably not so it's to see like there's no need to be attached to anything because it will end there will be an end and so it's hard for people because it's like oh but like i want to be happy so i don't want my happiness to end fair enough but if you live like that then you suffer every time there's a little thing going wrong in your life but if you truly understand that everything is a permanent the good and the bad if we can call the good and the bad uh then you don't suffer from it you're just accepting it is you take every moment with gentleness and with openness and benevolence you're like the sky that accept like every weather every stars everything there's not like this the sky is not judging oh there's a storm i don't like storm where is the sun coming back again like there's no such thing you're like we just is to be able to appreciate oh i'm happy it's nice and it will end and that's okay because I accept that it will end. I am not attached to my feelings. And when I'm in deep suffering, I'm like, it will pass. That's okay. There are ways to go through it and to get out of that situation. But it's not aversion, neither attachment to any of any, like good or bad feeling. It's to, to be more neutral and apply some equanimity uh, regarding situation. And like, really we can observe that with like, so many things in our daily life so yeah. basically if we understand that everything will end and we 
like to accept that it can go through deep suffering like for me when I had to accept that it was really really hard like it's not oh yeah everything ends I'm fine I used to just be attached to everything in life and I'm still attached because I'm a human being but I am not as attached as before I really accept death in a better way ends in a better way loss in a better way change in a better way everything is constantly changing if it's not ending it's changing it's transforming so like the relationship that you had like even with your partner at the beginning won't be the same in five years and in ten years so if you go in a relationship and you expect that this will be the same for ten years then you will be disappointed and you will just leave the person but if you understand that everything is growing and is constantly changing then you won't be so radical and so disappointing if something mm. is changing you will be more flexible oh that's normal that people are changing mm. that relationship are changing that feeling are changing well like i will love you forever why do we say that we don't even know like they just like yeah. today i love you and i will do my best to choose to love you but if something happened it can change and that's okay so the change and the acceptance of change brings us more flexibility as well unconditional love yeah i mean that's another topic <laughs> that's really another topic but yes yeah. impermanence can also like Help fit you. with exactly yeah. to have more unconditional love but it's also like the, the fact of we are usually to be more practical we are used to attach ourselves to even the plans that we made oh i bought that ticket or oh, i plan to do that job or i plan mm. to do this today and oh no it's raining and then we're so mad because it's raining and we cannot do the thing mm. but if before you understand impermanence and change and the thing that are not under your control you your only control will be to adjust the situation Okay, I planned this, it's raining, I cannot. Okay, I feel disappointed. And then what do I do? What is the other option? Okay, I cancel or I change the day or I postpone or I do it like in my house. And that's okay, it doesn't have to be a certain way. If we let go of expectation of life should be a certain way, I should feel a certain way. And like have like, yeah, like we condition ourselves to, to be attached to something and to, be, to have aversion towards something, then we suffer. But if we understand we are not in control of like the external world, we're just in control of like the internal world, then we can choose our reaction. And so impermanence and accepting change is a major sh shift for you to be at peace with life. It's like whatever I cannot control, I adjust my mind according to it. I don't expect life to be a certain way and I don't expect myself to always be a certain way because I'm not a robot. I'm a human, I've up and down and that is okay, that is impermanent. Yeah. The happy moments are impermanent, the unhappy moments are impermanent, like the weather. And it's all okay. good, it's all okay, there's no judgment better or, or like worse. It's just like as the rain, as the sun, they are all important in your journey. We love this concept. <laughs> yes, it's <Because> impermanent. <laughs> So Marie is also vegan slash vegetarian and I just have the question I thought about it um, and is um, does, um, does it have improved your lifestyle um, somehow any impact on your life and if yes then why? I think in a way it helps it has helped me because uh, I develop more compassion for lives in general like even animal lives uh, and so I feel like more respectful and respecting the environment and I feel more like I feel more at ease with myself and my my role in that world even though I'm super imperfect and I like 
do many things like that are not like eco-friendly I feel like I'm doing my part in a way with this and I'm really grateful for my body to be able to be vegetarian or vegan because I know not everybody can do so I respect that and I respect everybody's choice actually but like it helped me to be more in tune in line with my value and what I want to to do for the world and also in a health like health related way uh, I feel like less tired I cook more I feel like yeah more energized I just feel more healthy in a general way because I used to eat a lot of meat and just from food so I feel like it helped me like as well like expand my like variety of food I was eating because before I was just eating like meat and pasta but like I think French cuisine is very yes. meat oriented yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so I could open up myself to all the things like tofu greens like I, I used to not like <laughs> greens even sometimes it's hard but like more variety of healthy food and so I'm really grateful actually for like my body to be able to to take that kind of uh, diet yeah 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 and then my next question is what inspires or motivates Marie in the morning when she wakes up and say okay go out of the bed what, <laughs> is, what uh, is your inspiration is your motivation my motivation is like and motivation is not something that you can feel every day it's really good if you can feel every day but to be honest I don't feel every day and that's okay uh, but what drives me and what makes me like keep going is to really, I don't know, to be a better person to help others. Like I want to work on myself to help others, to serve others, to yeah, to just yeah, be of service. And to be of service, I need to work on myself. I need to have some tools mm -hmm. and resources. So if because knowing that I can help someone is like is really a source of like peace and happiness and there's a quote that is like every every happiness comes from like the happiness of others and every suffering comes from like trying to make yourself happy so and actually I really resonate with that quote because it's true if you make someone happy it will like also make you happy mm -hmm. so we all both like it's a win-win situation yeah. and so um, it's not in a way that oh I would make that person happy so I can feel happy that's not like that it's a genuine genuine wish for the person to be happy and that naturally goes back to oh I feel at peace with this situation I'm happy this person is happy yeah. it's not like a selfish way of like feeding your ego it's just a genuine like wish and care for the person knowing that the person is at ease because we know how much suffering we can feel like if someone around mm -hmm. us is like feeling bad if we like have like a, have a lot of empathy and stuff it can be really like hard for us to handle so like knowing that people around you are happy would make you happy so but to be able to do that and to help people you need to have resources and not oh i want to help people just i just help people because then it can be a lot of conflict inside you and you can like actually feel overwhelmed and even feel resentful with people because like, oh i never think about myself exactly people are not giving this back to me so you actually need to work on yourself to be able to do that make yourself first happy and then the others happy would be happy too <laughs> yes i don't know if it's like making but myself happy it's more like be yeah Find, be, yeah. be the best person you want to be or the, the, the truth self yeah, yeah, I think yeah. in that direction and yeah. the true self 
version of yourself, the, the one that you want with the heart. Yeah, the one that brings, like, is yeah. useful for you and for others. Yeah. And yes, yes, yeah. definitely. So, there is an, a specific topic and that I want to touch base with you. And because I know you walk it, walked through it, and also you're able to help other people. Um, and um, I know that is very important nowadays, and perhaps some viewers will um, benefit of, of the information. And ta -da -da -da. <laughs> it is about eating disorders. And my first question is, what was the harder, hardest part of it? Oh my god. Uh, the hardest part, I would say, was that, that when you feel you cannot get out of it. When you feel like there's no way you can, you can, yeah, you can heal or you can like be happy. It feels like it's overpowering, it's controlling you. So I remember those nights coming, like waking up in midnight and eating everything that I had in my, in my house and like feeling so gross and guilty and it was just repeating over and over and over again and like or when I stop eating as well it's just like controlling you and so and then when you feel like I'm doing better then it goes back again because actually you don't have the tool to, to be better you just like restrict yourself even more and then the cycles goes back so the hardest part was to feel hopeless to feel hopeless and to feel misunderstood because not many people around me no one around me like was going through the same situation, so I felt alone, I felt ashamed, uh, I felt hopeless, and as well, like, the losing weight, gaining weight, and the people's judgment was hard as well. And how did you deal with it? Uh, this is, I think I dealt with it, like, it took me, like, seven years, and even right now, sometimes it's it can come back, but not the same way at all. Like it's nothing, no comparison like, can be done. But it's like seven years to, to first of all, because eating disorder have many different sources, but like for me it was accepting myself and my body first and allowing myself to eat and not want to have a, a body to please others, especially men. Like, so I decided to stop wanting to please men and mm. to be like an object of like praise or whatever. So to know my worth, my worth and like regardless of my physical appearance, it's like no matter if I gain like 20 kilo or if I lose 20 kilo, I will still be merry and I will still like, I had to really like learn to love myself the way I was for my like inner qualities and not for my like the way I looked. And um, so a lot of self-acceptance work a lot of journaling as well like life coaching I had someone like I had a coach who also had eating disorders so she helped me to accept the up and down to give me some tool to be at peace with my body to make peace with my body to be grateful for my body to allowing myself to eat food to stop like judging food like stop labeling food as good or bad healthy or unhealthy just like eat food eat as much as you want eat what you want and when you feel full and learn to connect with your body when do i feel full or am i eating emotionally right now am i really hungry like more awareness as well in the process okay so one of the things that help you to be in peace with uh, the relationship was to be aware 
to yeah. Yeah, yeah. concentrate and say, yeah. okay, yeah. observe. Yes, yeah. observe why was I eating, was I hungry, uh, like, am I, like, what am I going through, how am I feeling, um, I was asking my body, are you hungry, do you want that food, uh, so I could see if I was eating emotionally or if I was really eating because I was hungry. Um, yeah, being more observant and compassionate with myself. Um, and then I know that part of it, um, some feelings that are uh, come together is guilt, shame, and self hatred. Yeah. Um, and how would you um, suggest someone can navigate through them? I think people need support. Like, when you are going through eating disorder, either you need super loving friends or family or people that you can be vulnerable with, or you might need, like, professional help. Uh, some people, I believe some people can go through it by themselves, and that's amazing if they can. I was not able, and so I had to just, like, as one day after seven years, I was like, I am done, I need to do something about it, I cannot just, like, try to hold it and like to just take that burden with me, I need help. So I accepted to yeah. have help. So to navigate with it, I had someone I can talk to and was not judging me and was understanding me and telling me that would be okay and that I don't need to be so hard on myself and that it was normal. Like I just need some reassurance and some compassion from someone and someone who could understand me and give me some tips. And so I just, I just understood the reason behind those eating disorder and have a lot of compassion for myself because I knew I was doing the best I could I could be doing at that time with what I knew and my resources. So I just a lot, a lot, a lot of compassion, a lot of recognizing that we are human, that's hard and we sometimes we cannot see clearly and sometimes we need help. So yeah, it took time and a uh, so lot of inner work. Getting help yes. inner work. Yes, yeah. getting help if you need help, like please don't be shy, don't feel like oh I'm going to bother or oh so I'm so ashamed of asking for help or I should be able to do it by myself. This is what I told myself for so long and I yeah, waste no. so much of my time. So no like you can ask for help, that's okay. We're we're just trolling, so you can you can actually grow faster with someone who is experienced in that in that field. And friends want to know what has been the biggest change in you since you started working as a life coach? Mm. What changed your life? I uh, oh, I think maybe it helped me to be more compassionate and helped me to have more skills to talk to people. It trained me to be more gentle, to not be judgmental, to responsive. Yeah, to take a step back. It helped me to not take all the feelings personally. Uh, like I could listen to someone crying and being deep suffering and I could just sit with it without like feeling super overwhelmed and so it helped me to have that distance as well like I could feel connected to the feeling without like taking it on me uh, so yes and maybe more confidence like because I have a kind of responsibility so it helped me to feel more confident with okay I'm not perfect but 
I see through people's transformation and feedback that what I do mm. is valuable in a certain way. And so it helped me to feel more like, at this maybe sense of like confidence and accomplishment. I'm doing something that is meaningful for me and is bringing something good to people. So I feel way more aligned and fulfilled and confident and compassionate and at peace since I started my, my life coaching experience. Yeah, that's a, a very good and very beautiful transformation. And we have arrived to our last part of my interview, which I call silly questions. So just very fast, I'm going to ask some questions sure. and you can let us know sure. your answer. Who is your inspiration? Uh, my spiritual teacher. A movie that you love and why? movie that I love and why? Uh, Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> Because that's the, one of the most recent movies I've watched and it's funny but also very full of meaning and remind me of like what I'm learning uh, on my spiritual path. Uh, a book that you like and why? The Heart of Compassion. Uh, because it's so beautiful and like, yeah, yeah. It, this one is a French version, but that is, yes. That is the heart of compassion from Diego Kinsey and that is so inspiring. And because for me, compassion is the root of transformation. Is when we think about other and we care about other, we can grow and bring happiness and have happiness. So yeah. A uh, quote from. Yeah, the same that I, that I said before uh, is. All happiness come from wanting the happiness of other or acting for the happiness of other, and all suffering comes uh, from trying and doing everything f to be happy yourself. Um, uh, if you were 19 years old, uh, what would you tell to your younger self uh, to prepare you for life? Stop drinking. <laughs> Stop messing around, stop trying to be loved and happy through a relationship. Sit with yourself, look at yourself and be brave to face yourself in the world. <laughs> and my uh, last question is, any idea or suggestion uh, that you can share with people that can be of inspiration? For example, don't waste time or be in the present, look what you do, what, what would be your tip? Well, um, yeah, what would be my tip? Uh, look inwards. Don't try to find explanation or excuses in the external world. Look inward, take your part of responsibility. Why is my life this way right now? Why am I in this situation right now? What's my role? What do I bring to the world? Which kind of person do I want to be? Who am I right now? Can I accept myself fully so I can grow and go towards what is meaningful to me? Look inwards, sit with yourself and learn to accept yourself and to navigate your emotion and be ready for life to be a journey of suffering but like transformative suffering. It's just be 
friend with your suffering, be friend with your shadow, be friend with your dark side, and be brave. Go forward, believe in yourself, you can do it, be patient, be resilient, don't give up. No matter how hard it is, just try again, try again, be okay to fail. Do, like, make mistake, it's okay, you can learn from it. And just help people around you whenever you can. Bring something good to the world if you can. And, um, and yes, follow what is meaningful to you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you! Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you for guys. listening to me. It was super long, so thank you for your patience no and um, thank you for having me. Thank, thank you, you for the interview. <laughs> See you guys! See you. <laughs> Great!